Hi everyone, I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Terra Girls from Terra Running Company in Cleveland, Tennessee. Each week we interview a different runner from our community, aiming to inspire listeners through our guests' stories and experiences. On our final regular episode of season two, we interview Brittany's longest standing employee, Asher Johnson. As a teenager, Asher started as a barista at Bear Brew Coffee, now Cleveland Coffee and Market, and worked his way to being not just a master shoe fitter, but a race timer and an accomplished runner, having just recently completed both a marathon and a 50K. Listen in to learn more about Asher and his running journey, all on this week's episode of the Terror Girls Podcast. The Terror Girls Podcast is supported by Terror Running Company, Cleveland's specialty running store. Whatever you need to support your active lifestyle, we've got it. Open seven days a week in downtown Cleveland or 24-7 at terrorrunning.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Terror Girls. Welcome to episode 10 of season two. You made it to the end. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. I can't believe it. We were reflecting on all of our um, season two podcasts, and we had some great guests. We had lots of fun, and we're really excited for our final guest of season two. We have Asher Johnson. Yay! Hi, guys. <laughs> Astute Terror Girls listeners. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. probably not the right thing. People that know Terror Running Company will know Asher's name. He is Brittany's longest standing employee. Mm-hmm. So he's been around Terra, Bear Brew, slash Cleveland Coffee and Market for a long time. Really a Terra legend. So we're very excited to have him in the Terror Girls podcast studio. Yeah, Terra royalty, actually. Yeah. I'm an yeah. old geezer at this point. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. He knows all. He's, the, he's a historian. He's the Terra historian, right. really. He's been here through it all. Asher is also half of the Terra Boys. <gasps> You're right. He Terra is. Twins. The Terra Twins, however you want to call them. At one point, we, I don't know, went out of town or something. You went out of town. And we had um, Asher and the other male employee at Terra Running Company, Brennan, um, started the Terra Boys. And they did a, a really funny video episode. Yeah, go find it on YouTube. It's a parody video. It's yeah. pretty great. Basically making fun of us. Yep. Well, it was, yeah, it was, it was a part of the Terra Girls season. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we just added one episode. We made it a little bit better. Yeah. Um, oh. It was creating our own videography. It was pretty funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Hey, look, if you and Brennan want to come in here and do a podcast sometime, oh. I would love to listen to it. That would be awesome. Okay, so Asher, before we get um, to the meat of the questions, we want to ask you some warm-up questions um, so our listeners can get to know you better. Some of them have to do with running, and some have nothing to do with running. So are you ready for the warm-up, Asher? Yes. Okay. What is your favorite thing to eat before during or after a run? Okay. Um, well, I usually do not run in the morning. So um, I'm more of an afternoon, evening type of runner, mm-hmm. and I get a quick snack, and it's usually ramen. So that's my go-to, and it actually it works out. It's, yeah. It sends me some calories. Not super healthy, but it's good before it's the, the run. It's got the sodium, right? Um, yeah. i got to be honest. That's what I eat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, But that's before. Probably during my favorite nutrition would be um, spring. If it's a long run, if it's a short run, I'll take the boost with the power gel. Nice. Lots of sugar to pump me up. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after the run, my favorite meal is Dos Bros. If I'm eating out, yeah. Otherwise, probably just carb loading after a run, pasta. But Dos Bros is where I would like to go. Yeah. What's your your Dos Bros order? Uh, I always get a chicken burrito. Mm -hmm. I pay the extra for the guacamole. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lots of cheese. Yeah. I can tell you, brown rice, black beans, <laughs> yes. tomatoes, no and lettuce. Then, and then everyone that tells you your Dose Bros order can do it in order, in the, like, the Dose Bros order. Yeah, you that's know, the order in my you mind. Tell them in. Go yeah. down. Yep, go down the line. Yeah, yeah, you're, near enough. you're not the first person that Dose mm-hmm. Bros is their go-to after a run, so 
Yeah. Dose Bros, again, the offer still stands. If you want to, <laughs> if you want to sponsor the Terror Girls podcast, we're here for it. Yeah, we'd be happy to have you. All right. Second warm up question What is your favorite season and why? Okay. Favorite season, that's easy. Spring, uh, then rolling into summer. Favorite seasons, I don't like the cold. Um, I don't like gray skies. So spring and summer here is perfect. I love the green, the blue. Um, I get emotional, like I get like seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. So having this, the warmth and the sun is mm-hmm. nice. I totally agree. Yep. All right. Third question. Salty, sweet, or spicy? Okay. What does this refer to? Just I mean. Anything? Food? <laughs> I, I guess I guess I, I never really refer- thought about it. Personality. <laughs> okay. Either way, either way, I would say sweet. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. If it's personality, sweet. Uh-huh. If it's food, sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has to be. I don't know. Maybe a delicacy if it's food for, mm-hmm. for spicy. I'm not really a spicy kind of person. Yeah. Do you like like candy, cake, cookies, sugar? Mm, gummies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Gummies yep. are good. Yep. Dark, either dark chocolate or really sweet, like gummies. Ooh, that sounds yeah, great. If I have candy. So, mm-hmm. like gummies, like Sour Patch Kids, or yeah, like gummies, like yeah. okay, so the sour, gummy worms, sour gummy worms. bears, mm-hmm. anything sour, mm-hmm. yep, Airheads. I guess it's mm, yeah. kind of like a gummy. Oh. But. It, yeah, it is. Yeah, I want some candy. Wow, <laughs> Airheads. I haven't had Airheads in forever. They're, yeah, they're really good. Yeah. Mm. It's my gas station. Yeah. Gas station it, food. That's like one of those <laughs> things I forget they still make. Yeah, but. That's good news. It's good news. It's still yeah. out there. My gas station food is uh, Sour Patch Kids, for sure. Mm, that's mm-hmm. a good one. That's a good one. Okay. You get to invent a holiday that everyone has to celebrate. When? What is it and when is it? Uh, my favorite holiday would be my birthday, so I'd want everybody to celebrate that. But if I celebrated something that I think everybody would appreciate fully, hmm, that's a hard question. It can be something that you appreciate fully, and they don't, and this is why they have to celebrate. Yeah, you yeah. can make them celebrate. Okay, well, here, here's one. Uh, my favorite subject in school uh, has, has always been history, um, so I think we should all appreciate history more. If we have a history day, that'd mm-hmm. be cool. I like Reflect it. Reflect a little bit. Yeah. What do people have to do on International History Day? International History Day. Hmm. Um, they need to read a book. Ooh, I like it. Or an article, okay. something from the past. Yeah. And if they don't, they're ha- hating history, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do this, you're a bad person. You don't celebrate, because everybody will have to celebrate this holiday. Yeah, definitely. Everyone has to celebrate it. So I like it. Watch the History Channel. You can watch that, that can count. In yeah. the modern era, yeah, we can add that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Those slackers that yeah. don't read. Okay, final warm-up question. This is a two-parter. First, coffee, tea, or pop? Slash soda. Second part, pop, soda, or Coke? What do you call it? Okay, I'll answer the second part first. Uh, soda. Um, okay. <laughs> or, I mean, I might just say, yeah, can I have a soft drink? That wasn't one of your options. But if I, go, if I go, if I go, if I go order, drink. if I'm ordering at like a restaurant, I'm like, can I get a small soft drink? You say that? Yeah, I don't I think that. I say soda that That's much. That's so fancy. But definitely not pop or Coke. Okay. <laughs> I would be joking if I said those. Um, <laughs> that is the best bird on the season all season. And I'm offended. <laughs> I just am stuck on how you say soft drink. No, it is a little weird. I'm not. Yeah, kidding. although carbonated beverage. Or yeah. <laughs> um, but but in terms of coffee or soda, I'll get a 
a coffee. Okay. Yeah. Tea? Are you a tea drinker at all? Mm, I'll drink it, but that's not my go-to. Okay. So coffee. Yeah, coffee. My favorite drink is ginger beer. So I would get that over coffee. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Do you like the extra spicy kind of ginger? Yeah, beer? Yeah, is ginger beer a soda? I don't know. It's kind of its yeah, own. Yeah, thing. I think it is. I like the extra spicy ginger beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has to burn to be good. Ginger ale <laughs> is just not it. No, it's yeah, not. No. My dad is from England, and I guess he grew up. They used to like make their own ginger beer at home. I don't know how. I don't know what. All I know is that he loves ginger beer. So even mm-hmm. as a young child, I can remember drinking really good ginger beer. You're right. It has to be spicy. Still love it. Yeah. The Terror Girls podcast is sponsored by the Summer Sizzler Race Series, a 5K race series celebrating summer. Learn more and register at terrorrunning.com. Well, thank you for answering our warm-up questions. So the ginger beer kind of leads us into our first question because the young Asher, I remember, used to drink every single ginger beer that Bear Brew Coffee sold. (laughs) My employee drink. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, you used to have ginger beer? Yeah, so we used to, um, when Bear Brew Coffee, which was previously the previous name of Cleveland Coffee and Market, opened in 2018, um, Asher was hired on as a barista right away before we opened. And we used to have a refrigerator with, like, Sodas in them. I just called it soda. I feel like it's soda when it's in a glass bottle. A sodas <laughs> <What>? in <laughs> Okay. What? Okay. Wow. Pop, uh, pop in glass bottles, like all different kinds of craft sodas. I'm just using them interchangeably now. Uh-huh. Um, and every employee drink that Asher would get was a ginger beer. So I remember young 18-year-old Asher, or 17, or 14, I don't know when he went, <laughs> know where we just started, used to drink I all... Born there. Oh, <laughs> I do tell people I raised you, so I'm, yeah, pretty much, um, used to drink all the ginger beer. So um, our first question was going to be about how you started at Terra Running Company slash Cleveland Coffee and Market slash formerly known as Bear Brew. Um, tell us about how you started and your journey through the years of growing up at Terra Running Company. Sure. Yeah, I mean, in many ways, like, I have kind of grown up because I have learned a lot. So before I worked at the coffee shop, I didn't know anything about coffee. (laughs) And before I worked at Terra, I didn't know anything about running shoes. Um, And I was just introduced to those subjects by getting the job. At the coffee shop, my, my sister had applied. And then yeah. she was she was leaving, uh, and I was like, well, I kind of need a job. I, you know, I'm not, like, broke or anything, but I'd like to make money for the summer. I was It was my senior year before uh, starting at Lee. Okay. And um, so I just went in, and I said, "Who who's the owner? Can I talk to the owner? I'd like to work here. Bill Estes was there. He knew me. He gave me a great uh, rundown, and Brittany uh, was right there. And she was like, well, I'm the owner. Uh, what do you need? I was like, okay, I'd like to work here. This is a cool spot. Uh-huh. Um, so they were they were gracious enough to give me an interview. Mm-hmm. And um, I started working. I had two days of training. Um, and wow, then changed. Wait, you had two days of training because you had something, right? We had training. And you no, I, I think everybody had two days of training. <laughs> and then we had our grand opening. Throwing me under the bus. It was very busy <laughs> at the grand opening. You had to get it going. Yeah, we had to get it going. Yeah, we were very anxious to get it going because the running store had opened in May and the coffee shop didn't open until June 1st. So we were very anxious to get yeah. going, making it make yeah. money. <laughs> at, in During my training, I only made hot drinks. <laughs> and so, I like I said, I didn't know coffee before I got this job. And it was in June. We probably sold so, cold drinks immediately. Exactly. <laughs> The very first day, somebody said, can I have an ice latte? And I made it hot. And I put <laughs> ice in it. 
<laughs> and I'm pretty sure Brittany doesn't remember that, but she came back and remade it for the customer. Because oh, they didn't, they didn't complain to me, but I, they complained to somebody. They were probably like, oh. what is this? <laughs> <laughs> this lukewarm, watered-down So, in, in some ways, uh, this job has been learning through the hard way. But um, it's trial and error in many ways. Uh, but that's been really good because I think we have developed and we're constantly ready to change if we need to, uh, myself including. So there's been a lot where we've improved. I think if I saw Bear Brew today, like I, I wouldn't rec- like it's mm-hmm. it wouldn't be recognizable from where we're at now. Yeah. Um, and then switching over to Terra, I really became consistent at the coffee shop. Worked there through COVID. We had this uh, one person 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. shift during COVID. And so I would work that uh, just the whole day long. There'd be like three customers each day. Nobody wanted to get COVID. So, uh, but uh, I, I moved over to Terra. Some, somebody left and, and uh, there was just an opening and I always expressed interest in learning and working in the shoe store. So uh, I was sent in. Um, that was a, it's totally different. And the coffee shop, there obviously the customer comes first in both spots but the coffee shop is relaxed people come there to hang out um in the shoe store there is a you know reason why you're there and you don't want to just hang out too long you know or uh, even the employees don't want to just hang out with you too long we want <laughs> we want to we want to accomplish that purpose of why you came so mm-hmm. that was a little bit different um learning retail versus the coffee shop uh and then you know there's this system going on I ran in the past, I think probably in Under Armour shoes. I don't even know, but um, <laughs> maybe maybe like these really thin North Face trail shoes uh-huh. I think I had a long time ago. But um, I became a runner pretty much consistently just because I work at Terra. And, uh, and yeah, I guess I would include this as part of my job. Like the growth out of my job is just I ran the fift- my first 50K, first ultrathon, and my first marathon mm-hmm. just a couple months ago. Yeah. So without working at Terra, that probably would, never would have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Terra, you know, despite having the purpose, it has its community too. So the coffee shop, you come there to hang out and have community, but Terra has its own type of community. So mm-hmm. that also I've grown into. So I would say, yeah, it's raised me a little bit, the store and, and Brittany. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Thank you. That was the best compliment. <laughs> uh, I'll take it as a compliment. I don't know if you needed this one. but <laughs> No, definitely. Um, and then I think uh, the th- kind of third phase of your growing from the coffee shop to the running store, you have been integral in helping me kind of offload some of the timing responsibilities more recently. So in addition to the coffee shop and the running store, our running store has a whole race timing component. And so we are subcontracted by nonprofits and schools and organizations to time their 5Ks. And then we also own and manage now five races throughout the year. And by we, I mean like the four or five of us at Terra own and manage them if anything gets done, it's one of us doing it. So the Cleveland Half Marathon, the Thanksgiving Day 5K, the Summer Sizzlers, and Asher's brainchild, the uh, Beer Mile that just finished, are terror races. So it used to be that I was the only one that could time any of those. And Asher expressed interest again in wanting to kind of grow into that. And you've done awesome. Yeah. Asher's the only person I have ever let go to a race and time it that wasn't me. So (laughs) it's a big deal, everybody. It's been an exercise in delegation and letting go. But you've done amazing. So what did you what made you want to get into the race timing? What interested you there? Yeah, well, probably the community factor about (laughs) it. Um, I I like, uh, you know, setting things up, working outside, especially that's where races are. And then seeing lots of people um, at an event is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So 
because you had that aspect available, I was like, yeah, put me in, coach. I want to mm-hmm. do uh, I want to do races or mm-hmm. race timing or just even set it up. So we started just me tagging along and and uh, setting up the races, um, not even looking at the software for the timing <laughs> equipment. That happened later when when I guess you were thinking, hey, maybe this could work out. And I was like, yeah, I would love to learn it. So um, that is, yeah, a, a delicate process, mm-hmm. um, learning the software. And it took many races to really learn it. And I know for you, too, mm-hmm. it's just a learning process there. But there's a lot I still don't know. Mm-hmm. Very happy to do it, though. And I was interested, yeah, because of the community aspect of it. Um, when I see people smiling running across the finish line, it it's a big boost to my job. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, races are super fun. It's hard and it feels like a lot of pressure, at least to me, because our race timing company has a super good reputation. We always do a very good job that's super important to us. But it's like the two of us, you know, it's yeah. us and the person we bring and that's it. And we have to get it right. And there's no, like, do-over. Um, we yeah. have to get it right. It is stressful. You know, I, I don't know how to do all the timing equipment or anything like that, although Asher has been helping me learn, um, even though it looks like software from the, like, I don't know, Windows 95. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're the next one we're roping in. Yeah, I know. I, I noticed. <laughs> um, but it's pressure because, you know, for some people, they are going for a specific time. Yep. And so they're running as fast as they can, and they want to know immediately, like, what how they did. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to mess up people's places. Like, for a lot of people, it's a big deal that they finish that race um, and we recognize that. So yeah. you don't want to mess it up. Yeah. Yeah, we take it really seriously. And because of that, we kind of put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Yeah. But I was so happy that you were interested in that and have done such a good job. It's really great to be able to have a second set of eyes on everything. Um, just And you've been able to do cool stuff. Just this recently, we had a break from a couple races and both of our clocks stopped yeah. working. We have two big race clocks that we have at the finish line. And so Asher took them both apart. I would have just like, I don't know, thrown them away and bought new ones. Like I didn't have a plan. <laughs> Asher took them both apart and told me exactly what I needed to buy to fix each of them, which was different. Um, so that's a really cool kind of aspect of the job that I think you're great at. You know, you're able to just jump in and like, I don't know, figure it out. Yeah, there's so many layers to it. Mm-hmm. And it's not doing the same thing all the time. Yeah. Uh, which is really great. There's always going to be something that it's a problem that you have to solve um, and overcome. Every single race, even though we technically have the same process, there is something different about each mm-hmm. one that you have to problem solve there. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. And I mean, honestly, it's a really good thing you jumped in with the timing because I feel like we just get more and more races, which is so exciting. We love it. We love jumping in on different races, but the races are on weekends and that would be a lot of weekends for only Brittany to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Terror Girls is brought to you by the Cleveland Half Marathon and 5K, October 21st, 2023 in downtown Cleveland. Learn more and register at clevelandhalf.com. Okay. You've been a barista. You work at Tara in the store. You also do the timing. Can you tell us, you know, in whatever order and maybe for all those things or whatever, what has been your favorite part of the job or the jobs? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like three jobs. Um, So I'll have friends come in and they'll see me at Tara and then they'll see me a week later working in the coffee shop. And they'll be totally surprised. And they're like, how are you working back here, too? And I was like, well, actually, you know, I started back here. Um, So it is kind of like three jobs. uh, And that's definitely how I explain it to people. So there's favorite parts about each job. If I chose one of, you know, one of those, like if I only worked one thing, uh, probably the the newest one, the race timing, um, even though that happens less frequently. Um, Just because, like I said, that's that's the most most fun because you're out there in the field. And even 
you know, behind the scenes, race planning is a lot of fun. Um, you're creating, you know, that product rather than already having the product and giving to people. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but definitely like in the coffee shop, you know, making the drinks is also a form of creation and making latte art. There's a lot of elements that go into that. Um, And I like uh, teaching customers about shoes. Sometimes they don't want to know, but uh, I I like nerding out about shoes. So if they're interested, that is a lot of fun for me to explain the differences in shoes, the technicalities there. So favorite parts about each, but probably number one, I guess. You know, it's hard to rank them, but number one is race timing. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. We got to go out uh, just a couple weekends ago, um, almost in the middle of a tornado warning, to <laughs> date and to time a race together. So it is super fun. It feels like a field trip. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah, and, yeah, and we've met so many cool people and gone to so many cool places through race timing that I would never have gone before. So I think it's a really cool thing thing to see. Um, you mentioned creating races, the race planning, and that was something that you and Brennan, our other employee at the running store, um, kind of dabbled in for the first time recently. Can you tell us about the beer mile and how that came about? What? Yeah. Tell us about the beer mile. Yeah. So I, I want to thank Brennan a lot for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's been uh, essential for creating that race. But, uh, the, I mean, the beer mile, that's something that happens, um, in other cities. Chicago, I think has a really big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people run one mile each quarter of the mile. They will drink a beer, a full beer. You can't, you know, you can't cut it short. Mm-hmm. And, um, we had cans of beer, mm-hmm. so you have to drink the full can we started at Mash and Hops. The reason why we did that is because we want to work with Mash and Hops. We love them downtown. We like Rob McGowan, who owns Mash and Hops. Um, and so we wanted to work with them. Rob, of course, was super on board. He's done events like this before. But uh, we also can't have people drinking out in the street. So uh, two, two part reason there. But we used Mash and Hops as the start and finish. Uh, people would run out towards Terra. They'd run back, drink another beer, run out, back. So totaling to four beers. Uh, that's the actual event. When it comes to planning it, though, uh, yeah, it was a little bit of process, and, and we were figuring it out because uh, we hadn't planned a race before. But uh, it was very easy, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some delays, you know, like we needed a permit from the city, and we weren't certain we would have that in time. So there's a little bit of stress there, but uh, ultimately the the steps in planning the race were easy as long as we're just on time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we we capped it at 50 runners, and I think we had a little under 40. So, mm-hmm. which is what we wanted for that tight of a space uh, and such a new event. And and ultimately it all went really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of fun. I was really impressed how you guys got um, sponsors, got the community involved, got sponsors because. I do a lot of that with the Cleveland Half Marathon, um, and I really believe in the value that we bring to different businesses that want to partner with us in our events and races. But it can be a little intimidating to approach mm-hmm. someone and say, hey, you want your name on this? Give me some money. Yeah. How did that How did that? Right, and so a beer mile is not like a charity run right. where you usually could find sponsors for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, used, we, we um, talked with Black Horse mm-hmm. about sponsoring, providing the beer for the race. Uh, and they, I don't think they've ever done a beer mile before, mm-hmm. but they were intrigued right away and they said, okay, we'll try this out. The reps from Black Horse were super happy about the race. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, they, they want to do it again. So yeah, showing sponsors how enjoyable that race is, um, or races like it, how much fun it can be, how happy people are doing that. Um, and, and not just running it, the, the people watching 
the race also really enjoyed it and they likely had black horse there as well so mm-hmm. for sponsors you know it doesn't need to be a charity run it can be just a, a really fun event mm-hmm. oh yeah i mean it adds a ton of marketing value i just uh, applaud you and brendan for kind of going and getting the sponsors and making it all happen because mm-hmm. that actually is a big deal yeah. yeah yeah and it it um is great exposure for brands like companies like mash and hops and for black horse brewing um and also just the inherent value of the event you yeah. know black horse helped us put it on their yeah. brewery you know donated the beers and that was integral in in getting to do it so there's a lot of things that people say oh you should do a beer mile oh you should put on a 10k or a, a marathon let's have a full marathon and they don't quite realize the it's logistics that go into it right. um and so i definitely applaud you and brennan they came to me with the idea for a beer mile and i am in the phase of life where i'm like okay you do it you know i'll <laughs> I am great at empowering other people to do things. And they did it. You yeah. know, that I get a, I hear a lot of ideas from a lot of people that never turn into anything. And I was just super proud of Brendan and Asher for really actually doing it. Yeah. It was great. It turned out awesome. It was, yeah. It was so good. Okay, so switching gears a little bit, you kind of already mentioned this at the beginning, but you got to do some longer races, I think, this year. I think there was a 50K, a marathon, probably more than that. Can you talk to us about those experiences and maybe what sparked you wanting to do those? Yeah, so I do have a blog that will be posted, Tara's website, about these two races, which you guys can read later on. Uh, But yes, I will give a rundown. Um, So for the Ultrathon, I did that before the marathon, and it was it's called the Gone Loco 50K. Uh, what it actually is, it's, it's a 55K. It's 35 <laughs> miles, very flat. It's at the Eureka Trail in Athens, Tennessee. What sparked my interest was the running community. Like I said, I've been growing into that community. Um, there are a lot of ultrathoners. I think as you age, that becomes the thing to do. Um, <laughs> Which is so less, funny. Yeah, yeah to less, run more and more and more and more. Right? Yeah. Less 5Ks and more just go in the woods and, and go as long as you can. Yeah. yeah. Um, and well, I learned, too, uh, as I was asking questions about these ultrathons, is that a lot of people will walk parts of it yeah. or they'll hang out at the aid station for a couple minutes. Yeah. And they don't necessarily need to push themselves all the way through. Yes, they do have to get to the finish line, and it, and it takes, you know, in, in long cases, 30 hours they could be mm-hmm, out there. Yeah. But um, so I was like, okay, well, I won't have to sprint the whole thing. And if I need to walk, I can. Nobody will shame me for that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I imagine, like, road marathons to be like. Yeah. Um, and, no, I didn't know I could do the distance at all. The longest um, run I had done before the 55K was 18 miles. Um, so I didn't even do a 20-mile run yet. Wow. Uh, and I just kind of jumped into it. But I, I had also been traveling in December, but I was like, I convinced my friends to do it. So I was like, okay, I have to run this now. And uh, I was signed up. I ran consistently, but it was like three miles, six miles, you know, 12 miles each day. Um, nothing longer, like I said, than 18. It was raining the morning of at the Gone Loco. It was chilly. Um, so I was shivering at the start, but that turned out to be really good for that race. Um, I didn't get dehydrated. I was convinced I would bonk on that race. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. Um, That's awesome. They yeah. had uh, they had lots of nutrition at the aid stations. They had little shots of fireball um, <laughs> at the start and finish. <laughs> and uh, so I did take a, I did take breaks at the aid stations. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And that warmed me up and, and kept gave me a boost. Uh-huh. Uh, I think, though, in total, I spent about 10 minutes stopped. 
Wow. Out of the bad. whole five yeah. five hours and 17 minutes mm-hmm. it took me. So That's awesome. That's quick. And so I impressed myself, but then I finished the race. It was I felt cold again, started shivering. I was like, I got to leave. Yeah. Uh, and, and just slept the whole rest of the day. <laughs> and I couldn't really walk for that, that next week. I was limping everywhere. Yeah. Um, and it was just everything. Muscles, mm-hmm. joints, feet. I had blisters. Mm-hmm. Um, all to be expected, but it did last a while. So... Before that race, I was already planning on doing the uh, Erlanger Chattanooga Marathon. Um, and I was like, okay, well, if I ran this 55K, and it, yes, it was all flat, but the distance is long, then I should be able to do this marathon, yeah. even though it's hilly and it's going to be on road. Uh, but I was feeling bad, so I couldn't prepare for the mm-hmm. race. I wasn't able to run. So I didn't run until about a week and a half before the marathon. I did a couple runs. I think I did one long run. And then I took a, a week break before the marathon and just ran that. Um, and I didn't have to stop in that. So that was good. That's and awesome. I finished with a good time. Really happy I did those. Uh, but That's awesome. I can't believe you did an ultra before you did a marathon. I know. I that was <laughs> And awesome. they were pretty close together. Yeah, they were. F- it was February and March, right, of this year? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's- only two and a half weeks apart, I think. Oh, my wow. gosh. That's wild. That's awesome. So what's next? What are you going to train for next? Well, there is a 70K in uh-huh. Utah and at the end of July, and I looked at pictures, and I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. Why not jump up to a 70K? I would like to do something higher altitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that would be cool. However, there are a couple runners now asking if I'll do the Georgia Jewel mm. with them. And that's 100 miles, and I said, maybe I'll do the 50, uh-huh. not the 100. Yeah, um, and those are tough trails, But too, that's I've in heard. October. Yeah. Yeah. And I, honestly, after the marathon, I haven't been running that much. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, it takes a minute. It takes a minute. I've been I've been doing the terror trot. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that's what I need. But. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. That's great that you kind of jumped right into the long runs, and it really is amazing how the community aspect of running can inspire you to do things you didn't think you could do. Yeah. Whether it's meeting people at the terror trot who do ultra marathons, and you start to think, I I think I could do that. Or it's getting your friends to do it, and then you can't back out, you know? So I think that's awesome. That's great. All right. I think it is time to start wrapping it up. Mm -hmm. And before we finish, we always ask our guests their advice for a beginner runner and a seasoned runner. So, Asher, if you had to give advice to a beginner runner, what would you tell them? And if you had to give advice to a seasoned runner, what would you tell them? Okay. Well, for the beginner runner, uh, there's a couple of things. Um, I think it's easy for runners who don't know what to expect to feel afraid of like the judgment if you can't run very far or run very fast. I love running with people. Mm -hmm. So advice number one, maybe find a buddy um, to run with. Um, But if you find someone to run with or even if you're running on your own, don't be afraid to stop and walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a lot of people that I invite to run with me who have never run, and they always tell me, no, I'm going to go too slow for you. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't care how fast we go. I mm-hmm. just want to run with you. You know, yeah. we could go a 14-minute pace almost walking, right? And uh, it's still going to be fun uh, because we get to hang out and spend time outside. So, And we're working towards the goal of maybe running faster or farther. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, advice, don't be afraid to walk. Don't be afraid to go really slow. Um, and if you want to take lots of breaks, do it. You don't have to mentally push yourself if you're just starting. If you are seasoned, then you better mentally push yourself. <laughs> and uh, that's why no, I'm kidding. Um, if you're seasoned, I don't know because I'm not seasoned yet. 
I you know? don't so, know. Everyone always says that. Every <laughs> every single guest says, I don't know if I can give advice to a season. You have done a marathon and a 55K. You have experience. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but I would say base <laughs> mileage is key. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't really good about running consistently, you know, prior to the new year. And then I had, you know, a big run in February. So if I had a if I had better base mileage at that point, that would have been helpful, especially for the recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I was limping really badly the next week, so I think base mileage would have helped. Um, probably, like I said, I haven't been running consistently now, but mm-hmm. I should have base mileage now. So mm-hmm. if you were a seasoned runner, or if you're where I'm at, then uh, <laughs> probably probably do more base mileage, yeah. um, and that's what I should be doing. We just talked to Hannah in the last episode, and one of the things that she has discovered after me telling her for years, <laughs> base runs. Mm-hmm. They're important. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Great advice. Great yeah. advice. Yeah, even if you're not training for anything specific, just getting those miles in, getting your miles on your legs is really important. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. Um I would also add your advice to a beginner runner should become to tear a running company and buy shoes. <laughs> get fit up for make shoes. Make sure you have good shoes. Yeah, yeah. Make, get fit up for shoes from Asher or Tiff or Brennan or Olivia. <laughs> Cut that part out. <laughs> I don't know. That was good. We just saw how, how much she values our shoes. Okay. Okay. They all, I'm just kidding. It's easy we don't have titles, right? <laughs> no, we don't. All right. So for the final lap, we want to know, take this as you will. It could be a big question. It could be a little funny question. It can do with, have to do with running or not running. What do you hope your life will look like in 10 years? And I'll tell you before you answer, I hope you'll still be working at Terra I'll Run. be at Terra <laughs> Running Company. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a full beard. And yep, yep, perfect. And you'll still be working as a barista to fill in and working in the running store and timing races. Okay, in 10 years, I will be 33. Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool if I ran... A 100 miler. Awesome. Maybe when I turn 30 or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but yeah, a bigger race would be cool. And uh, my, I think my parents may be here for a while. So even if I'm not at Terra, Brittany will still see me every once in a while. Um, <laughs> That's a good consolidation. And if I am at Terra, if <laughs> I am you. at Terra, let's hope we have lots of races that I'm timing all the time. And the race timing business has grown. And I'm yeah, just like, like crazy, like yeah. crazy. More growth. races would be really cool. Uh-huh. Um, if not at Terra, I would like to um, go to law school or do a master's program. And I'm aiming actually towards like foreign policy. So it's pretty different than working at Terra and the coffee <laughs> shop. But I think the skills that I've yeah. gained uh-huh. at the store have yeah. helped with any future career like that. So. Thank you. Thank you for trying to protect my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at the running store. I'm going to be working foreign policy. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe, Brittany, maybe I'll come visit you when I visit my mom. Uh. I mean, I think I think there's a lot of potential that you even still have, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cleveland. So you could add a bookstore, more oh. races, mm-hmm. expand the, sh- the inventory room for yep. shoes. If it means you'll stay, I'll do it all. <laughs> Put a business in the basement. Yep, yep, yep. Tara, expansion. You heard it here first. Well, thank you so much, Asher. We really appreciate you being on Terra Girls as one of the resident Terra boys. Um, But thank you for sharing with us all your knowledge and your experience and the history of Cleveland Coffee and Market, formerly Bear Brew. Um, And, yeah, we just really appreciate you. So thank you for being on Terra Girls. Well, thank you, guys. This was fun. Yay! Excited to see what uh, race you run next. Definitely. 
Well, thank you all to the listeners um, for making it to the end of season two. We really appreciate you. Stay subscribed because we may be dropping some surprises this summer. Um, So for now, I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Terra Girls. Inspiring people one runner at a time. The Terra Girls podcast is brought to you by Terra Running Company, Cleveland's specialty running store. Named one of the best running stores in the country, Terra Running Company offers top-notch customer service and all the best running and walking brands. Whatever you need to support your active lifestyle, we've got it. Carrying brands like Hoka, Brooks, On, and New Balance, we also have the best fit specialists to help you find the best shoe for you. Open seven days a week in downtown Cleveland or 24-7 at terrarunning.com. 